Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Symbol Athletica podcast. We are the brand of the purpose driven, the brand for people that are trying to tap into their superpower by first standing for something. My name is Earl Mann, and I am thankful to be your host on today's for today's conversation. And I thank the universe for bringing you to me today. Today, we're going to talk about one of the three most dominant things I think that carve our paths as humans. We're going to talk about the thing that is the background of the futures when we imagine them, the thing that is the foreground of the present that we stand in, and the thing that owns the voice that whispers to us on our journey all of our lives. What I'm talking about is fear. Today, we're going to talk about fear, and I hope to talk about fear in a slightly different way that that might be a little bit more enlightening and empowering than the way we normally look at our friend, Mr. Fear. Before we get into that, I'm reminded of a, of a relevant tangent I want to tell you about. I was once in the company of a very successful um, an entrepreneur, and he and he he was a he was he was two things. He was an entrepreneur, but he was very big on personal growth, development, human performance, etc. And he got to the station in his life where he had the means to reach out to one of the preeminent professors on performance psychology. I don't know if that's the exact science that he was over, but he was at a major university, and he reached out to this professor and asked him how much would he charge to come spend the weekend with his family and just share some of the insights and perspectives that he's found over his career of study in the area of human performance. And they came to terms, and the guy came out to meet them, and, you know, he went through different things he found. But one of the things he mentioned, not as a main subject, but kind of as a ancillary point he made, that that um, my, my guy, the person that I'm talking about, found to be very interesting. And he said that the professor said that, one of the most interesting things he found about people um, had to deal with with fear. And he, he, he had a lot of different modalities that he used to help people deal with with fears, you know, everything from hypnosis to different types of therapy. And he said, you know, outside outside of the different methods of dealing with fear, one thing he found about people that was pretty consistent and he hadn't done a, an official research project on it, but he, he he saw the trend and he made and it was a, uh, his intention to do a research project on it was that he found that once people overcame a fear in their life, their life changed in bigger, broader areas. And, for you know, like, for example, if he if he helped a woman, um, he, he mentioned that there was a woman that had a fear of flying. And he helped her get over the fear of flying. And then he followed up with her a couple of years later to see if the, to see if she regressed or if she was still over that fear. And she was like, yeah, yeah, that fear, long, long been over that fear. But let me tell you what's happened in the last couple of years. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And in every case, people had done incredible things on the other side of the disappearance of that fear. And what he told this family was that he didn't have the empirical evidence to prove it. But um, his anecdotal evidence pointed to the fact that when people overcome fears in their life, 
their lives changed. Their lives changed dramatically. So I thought I'd just lead off with that because it might be something to that. I don't know if that professor went on to do an actual study around that. Um, But something about that rings true. Something about that rings true. And in the spirit of that, we're going to talk today about uh, a a different way I found to look at fear that I find to be much more insightful and empowering than the normal way we address fear. And to do that, I'm going to uh, channel my my alter ego, uh, my alter ego, the Dark Knight, Batman, right? And, and it's just a interesting way. It was I, I was doing this live at a, at a coaching session one day, and this new idea of of uh, we were t- talking about fear. I was in this conversation about fear, and this metaphor just came in the moment, and it resonated so deeply and so profoundly that it became to be one of my favorite ways of talking about fear. And if you know anything about the Batman story, um, not to really get into that, um, but the, the part that is relevant is that uh, this guy becomes a hero when he embraces what he fears most, right? This guy fell into a well, Bruce Wayne fell into a well as a kid. Bat scared him, terrified him. And then later in his life after tragedy and et cetera, when he decides to become something greater than he is, a hero, so to speak, he decides to take on the persona of that which he feared most. So even in this comic tale, you see this theme of embracing, overcoming. And in this case, not only did he overcome a fear, he actually embraced that fear as a part of his persona. And that became the hero um, for others around him. And it was in the in my talking about that little episode that we we kind of kept going down the conversation, and it's the idea and and bats actually uh, became the source of insight and and my new distinction on fear. And if you know anything about bats, um, bats have radar. They can actually sense. They have a they have like a radar, and that's how they sense insects and they can sense their environment and that's how they kind of navigate through the dark they have this radar and um let's talk and i and i think we have a similar type of thing so we're going to imagine that we have have a similar type of mechanism so let's talk about how we might be able to apply how this radar might be this idea of a radar this radar metaphor might be a powerful new way to look at fear so First of all, what we're talking about are minor fears. We're not talking about big fears like, you know, fear of snakes or fear of flying. I'm not even talking about major fears. I'm talking about the little minor fears, the ones that happen all the time in our daily, in our lives, the, the, the ones that we can all relate to without risking our lives, right? What I'm talking about are things that make us feel uneasy, anxious, that feeling that we often call Butterflies. It's that thing in the gut that makes us feel uneasy. So those butterflies, most people can relate to that. That's what they feel when they when they need when something's about to happen. You know, they need to go talk to the boss, or they need to speak to this group of people, or they need to stand up to the bully, or they need to, you know, go see this person that they have romantic interest in. Whatever the situation. There's this very common feeling that most humans can relate to, which we refer to as butterflies, this uneasiness, this this uneasiness we fear. So so here's here's the metaphor and here's the idea I'd like you to consider. I'd like you to consider this as a way to look at fear. What if 
Um, what if, you know, wait, let me give you a little bit more background as to why this came to be. So there's, there's this other idea um, that the humans have the ability to make very accurate decisions with seemingly very little data. With seem a lot of the a lot of the times we feel that we are making making decisions based on instinct, and we're actually making them on very observation, and our brain doing some powerful brain stuff, brain magic, and basically doing some very good math and making fairly accurate predictions. In fact, I believe there's a book. Uh, I think this idea was called thin slicing in a book called Blank. If you've never read that book, I highly recommend that you do it. But it's about this this unbelievable seeming ability for humans to, in the blink of an eye, make some very accurate assessments around things that on the surface looks like you're using intuition or gut feeling. But when you, what they're finding is that your brain is just so powerful that you actually do take in enough information for your brain to calculate a fairly accurate prediction. So it's pretty scientific. It's not as uh, uh, mystical as it may seem in some cases. So that's a little background. That was a little background to my distinction. So I'm, I'm, that's in the background of my mind when I'm thinking about the, this whole bats and radar idea and this butterfly things we have. And then it dawned on me, wow, wait a minute. You know, most people feel these butterflies when something's about to happen, right? That's the thing that we can know to be pretty much consistent, right? You're about to speak in front of that crowd. You feel this uneasiness. You feel these butterflies. You feel that fear. And we call this fear by many different names. We call it, it makes us nervous. It makes us uneasy. You know, it's just a different word we use to describe fear because that's what it is. It's actually fear. So we have this thing about to happen and we feel what we perceive to be fear. Now, most people think the standard way of approaching this would be to think that, wow, we feel fear because we know that something bad may happen, right? We don't want to talk to the boss because we know that it may go wrong, it may go bad, and bad things may ensue. We don't want to talk in front of the crowd because something bad is going to happen. By the way, you know, 90% of Americans are, have a fear of public speaking, which is, when you think about it, pretty irrational because what's the worst that can happen, right? But most of us have that fear. And most people would think, well, something bad could happen, maybe embarrassment, whatever. The same with taking a chance in romance or standing up to a bully. We feel this, we feel this, this fear rise. And for most people, they think that uneasiness is an indicator that, hey, something bad may happen. So we may not want to go down this path. What if this was, what if that's not what was happening? What if something completely different was happening? What if, remember the whole thin slicing idea, remember our ability to perceive, grab the information, calculate very fast, predict very accurately. What if our sensory brain, our, our human capability was so clear that when something happened and, and a situation appeared, a scenario formed before us, we found ourselves at the doorstep of some possible activity. What if we calculated in that moment that that could lead to something good, but our the feeling we felt that was, you know, based upon our past experience, it is very likely that we will not do it. Think about this now. 
What I'm saying is, what if those butterflies you feel were the fear that came up because your higher self realized that, wow, this is something you that will really matter. It will really accelerate or propel you forward to this place you want to be, this thing you want to become. But it is very likely you may not do it. And boom, that's why you feel all queasy. You know, what if this opportunity speaking in this front of this crowd is going to be that moment that changes your direction, but the chances are you're going to back away from it. What if going in and asking your boss for that promotion, for that job, this is the right time, you've earned it and it's ready, but the chances are you are not going to do that. So you feel this fear. What if taking a chance on romance, this is the one, that's the one, everything indicates that that might be your soulmate, but the chances are you're going to, for some reason, not take that action. And what if that's what's going on? What if this squeeziness, this, this butterflies we feel, were our radar, but not the radar of bad things happening, the radar of possible good things happening. Let that sink in and think back across your life. If, you know, suppose that was true, how different would you now approach things? Here's what I like about this this metaphor. You know, be it right or wrong, I challenge you to prove it out in your life or experiment with it. But think about it. Which person would be most likely to face a fear? The one where when they feel this butterflies flickering, they back off of it because they think something bad might happen? Or the person, when they feel those butterflies flickering, they realize, wow, this is a moment that really matters. I need to push forward. One way of looking at fear is massively empowering. And the other one, for many, is disabling. The human potential and capability, we're just getting our mind around the extent of how amazing we are, of the amazing capabilities we have with our mind and our sensory and our perception. All these things are coming together. We're learning more now than we ever have in history. And maybe some of the things we just take for granted are not what they actually appear to be. So that's the challenge in this conversation around fear. That's the challenge that what if, what if we have this built-in radar that can tell when a moment is significant. What if we can tell when a moment matters? But what if the goodness in us, the higher self in us, that voice in us that is constantly trying to get us to become more, when they see this scenario forming right before us and it knows that most people back away from it, what if it triggers you to make to make you pause and recognize it and, and and understand that it's there then if that's the case the reason i like this metaphor is because some of you some of you might think back to this conversation and think to yourself wait a minute what good thing could this possibly be the threshold to what good thing What great thing might this be the doorway to? And for some of you, 
something might come to mind and the fear of losing that might be greater than the fear of taking that action and dealing with that minor fear. And if it is, you will find the courage to deal with that fear. You will find the courage to ask for that promotion. You will find the courage to stand up to that bully. You will find the courage to start that business. You will find the courage to reach out and hold her hand or let him hold yours. You will be inspired and empowered by the possibility that you're standing on the edge of. And you will be grateful that you have the built-in radar system, the mechanism to let you know when you are there. My friends, I hope this is a different and unique way for you to look at fear, what it is and how we deal with it. It is pervasive. It has always been there in your life, regardless of how big you are, how great you are, how rich you are, how poor you are, how strong you are, how weak you are, how much you believe or disbelieve in whatever that is you believe in. It has always been there and it will always be there. So my suggestion to myself if it's going to be with me for every step of my journey, maybe it makes sense for me to find a way to make it my friend. Thank you, everybody, for joining me on this conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you know of other people that might benefit from these random conversations we have on our quest to be better at stuff, please let them know about the Simple Athletica podcast. And I look forward to you on the next one.